0: What a beautiful crisp fall morning we've got going on. It is awesome outside with lots and lots of stars that can be seen for miles and miles. You're waking up in the mid-50s, 55 right in town but if you're up in the hill country, you're waking up in the 40s. Wow! And guess what? You're going to be waking up in the lower 40s no matter where you are tomorrow morning. Good morning, San Antonio. 210-599-5555. 210 we got a lot of news to get around to today, and we're going to do that, but we're going to take your calls and your texts at 210-599-5555. It's 210 599 You can jump in on the, on the news of the day. We are going to do a little recap with Elaine and Jimmy coming up here at about 520 or so about last Friday and the uh, Jimenez Radiothon and just again thank you for being a part of that and thank you so much for giving once again San Antonio and a lot of people are going to have Thanksgiving because of you and we'll talk about that coming up but first the media is all in for Hamas. I, I, You know, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, American media doesn't shock me anymore, doesn't surprise me anymore. I wish I could sit here and say, oh, I'm shocked that they're taking the side of terrorists. But, you know, (laughs) if it has anything to do with hating on America or hating on Israel, then the media is going to pick the side that's going to hate on America and going to hate on Israel. And that's what they've been doing all weekend long. Number one, they're decrying the humanitarian crisis that Israel has brought about in the Middle East. What the hell are you talking about? Humanitarian crisis that Israel has brought about. Israel hadn't brought about snot. This is all from Hamas. Which, by the way, let's just throw in something else they're talking about that the president brought up last night on 60 Minutes. and. Uh, if you saw the 60 Minutes interview with the president last night, I'd love for you to call me because I want to have a conversation about that. Uh, we're going to play some sound from that and how San Antonio's own Scott Pelley from 60 Minutes, uh, They it, it was a propaganda piece. And listen, if the, if the um, federal uh, board that oversees elections, the FEC, the Federal Election Commission, doesn't get in the middle of this, Then uh, they're as corrupt as any other. They they have been uh, weaponized like the DOJ has been weaponized. Because last night was a 15 minute commercial for Joe Biden. If you watched it, it was a 15 minute commercial for him. Scott Pelley was uh, you talk about softballs, man. These weren't even the consistency of marshmallows that he was throwing at Joe Biden last night. Joe's eyes were closed. He was slurring his words, so whatever drugs they have him on uh, are, are not effective anymore. And so we're going to play some of that here, here in just a little while. But one of the things he talked about last night, and one of the things you're going to hear the media continue to talk about, and I predicted it last Monday's that they were going to isolate Israel and blame Israel for what's going on in the Middle East right now. And that's what they're doing, and their big push now is for a two-state solution. You just heard uh, Don talk about it in his news. The uh, other news has been talking about it all weekend, that it's time for a two-state solution, two-state solution, two-state solution. Well, they can go to hell on that. Two-state solution. They're, they've been trying a two-state solution, and the Palestinians can't behave and so why would you tr- even try to have a two-state solution with somebody who is absolutely dedicated to your destruction, which is what the Palestinians are? They they have no interest whatsoever in coexisting peacefully with Israel. The Palestinians want the destruction of Israel. That's it. Full stop. So a two-state solution is an impossibility. With, with Palestine, with the Palestinians... They're the ones who have been backing and hiding and supporting and giving aid and comfort to Hamas. Hamas is just an offshoot of the Palestinians. You want to have that? That would that would be like us saying after nine eleven, we're going to get along with Al Qaeda and uh, you know the Taliban and ISIS and all these other terror groups that kills so many Americans a year. We're going to have a two-state solution with them. We're going to recognize them as a valid state, and we're going to get along with them, which is what Obama wanted to do, by the way. He was trying to legitimize them with the ring of fire that he had uh, in in the Middle East while he was president. So the other thing that they were saying over the weekend is that the U.S. has a responsibility. Indeed, the U.S. has a duty to take in the refugees from Gaza, They should be put on aeroplanes, paid for by you and me, as as American taxpayers, flown to the United States at our expense, and put up here in the United States at our expense, and taken care of in the United States at our expense. And why do they say that? Well, it's very clear, something that you and I have talked about many, many times, the arab nations that are around israel that are israel's enemy they encircle israel and they want israel gone they want every jew dead just as hitler did in the 30s they want every jew dead and so and now i'm talking about all those nations that surround them and so they don't want the palestinians to come into their country the palestinians have been forever a plant in israel in order to facilitate murder in israel to kill israelis and to kill jews obviously because same thing to kill jews and so they don't want them they don't want them in egypt they don't want them in jordan they don't want them anywhere they don't want them anywhere around there so that's why they're saying we need to bring them to the united states well they're nuts would you like to import even more bad guys into our country guess what we've been catching at the border the past couple of days More and more Iranians on the special interest alien list. Special interest aliens are those that come from countries identified by the U.S. government as having conditions that promote or protect terrorism and pose some sort of national security threat to the United States and ever since joe biden opened up the border these folks have been flowing in here young able-bodied males flowing into the united states they are living amongst us right now and last week last week after all this happened over in israel agents have been apprehending lebanese nationals in eagle pass and iranians in eagle pass and, of course, they just say, okay, fine, come on in, and they let them in. They also have been apprehending Egyptian men in their 40s uh, without family to come on in here. They have been apprehending them down in the Rio Grande Valley. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind why these people are coming here. How about you? And I say, no. Well, you know, the first thing Joe should have done, he should have never opened the border in the first place. But the first move this president should have made when all hell broke loose in Israel is he should have locked down our border and went and found those who came from those countries and kicked them out, get them out of our country. But he didn't do that because, oh, no, he's okay with it happening here. And it's going to happen here. And once again yesterday he was sounding off on you and your gun, how you need to give your gun up and you shouldn't have your gun. And on cut number two, Jimmy, not making any sense whatsoever, but he never does when he talks about guns. Listen to this.
1: Who in God's name needs a weapon with a hundred rounds in a chamber?
0: (sighs) With a hundred rounds in a chamber. Hundred rounds in a chamber. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, not even going to waste my breath and time talking about his stupidity when it comes to guns. But I will say this: Let's not the rest of us be stupid. This man is the man, and this organization that he's, you know, his name is in front of, are the ones that opened our southern border, who invited the criminals and the terrorists to come live in our country. And uh, all I got to do is say to him, uh, if you're wondering who needs 100 rounds in a magazine or in a few magazines strapped to your body, ask the Israelis who were there last Saturday when the paragliders came flying in and when they came running in on motorcycles and tractors and everything else, ask them if they wish they would have had their guns with 100 rounds of ammo in the magazines, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. President. And, I, again, I go back to what I always say to him every time. Um, he's got lots of guys that follow him and his crackhead son uh, that have more than 100 rounds. They have thousands and thousands of rounds. They have rocket launchers. They have all kinds of wonderful, wonderful things that they get to carry around to protect Joe and Jill and the crackhead son. And all of the others in the Biden crime family. So, Joe, if you really believe that, if you really believe who in God's name needs a gun with 100 rounds, then you go first, big stud. I mean, come on. Put your money where your mouth is, and you fire all those Secret Service agents who follow you and your crackhead son around. That's the answer to that question. And he'll never do that because they get the protection and you don't. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about Friday morning. And we'll talk also about uh, 60 minutes from last night and let you hear some of that just uh, horrible, embarrassing moment for the United States. And the phones are always open at 210-599-5555. Traffic and AccuWeather next, KTSA. If you're looking for a new day. Den- and when you think about what's, what's happening right now and the fact that people pull together and come up with $115,000 for the people, that's just
2: awesome. Love that. Elaine, you there? Is it working? I guess not. Yeah, it is. Oh, there you are. I right, can hear now, you.
3: <laughs> yeah. total raise was 115000
0: Oh, okay. Okay. That was the total. All right.
3: 115583
0: well that's 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 awesome because yes. when you think about everything that's going on with our economy and how people are having a tough time trying to pay the bills and everything to have them come up with 115,000 I think that's wonderful. I'm I'm sure the Jimenez people were very happy as well.
3: Yes, they were.
2: And thanks to the people that uh, did the double, or they would match the hour sponsors. That helped a lot, yeah. right? Yeah, Man, yeah. No Senator kidding. Jose
3: Menendez, uh, oh, Judas Zaffarini—they
2: all went nuts. The senators uh, got into and it.
3: Thank you, Gordon <laughs> Hartman. He always, well, always. Comes you know, into us.
0: without Gordon Hartman, San Antonio would not be what it is, and that's just mm-hmm. a that's just a plain and simple fact. But uh, he, what he did—if if if you missed it on Friday morning, folks—he um, said, "I'm going to match the next." hour from 640 to 740 uh, up to $10,000 and we actually went over that amount uh, yeah. by yeah. the time the hour was over.
3: I think by the 9 o'clock hour you had already raised m- close to 30.
0: Yeah, no, it was it was like thirty six. Yeah, 36. yeah. When I left, it was thirty six, and that was good. I mean, that was a, that was a real good start. And I got to say this too. Uh, first of all, thanks to you, Elaine, for all the work that you put into it, arranging all the folks to get them in there, and Jimmy, all yeah, the sound and, and the work that you uh, you sweated out in the in the little booth. Elaine did more ha- than
2: me for sure. <laughs> well, both of you,
0: both of you, and, and Elaine, a you a sure fun did. Event. And Elena's our employee of the quarter as well around yes. Alpha Media, and well deserved. She deserves that, and has deserved it for many more for many years. Maybe you, we, maybe we're just going to make you that forever, and just I keep you'll, that you'll be lance the employee.
3: wouldn't let him out of the room until he made you the employee of the quarter.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and well, she, and she keeps her parking space. It's <laughs> Elena's parking space.
0: <laughs> that's right. And and Jimmy didn't get a smoke break or a pee break all morning long because he was in the booth and there couldn't leave. And uh, but I I, I want to say. This this about rick rice and his band because they don't charge us a penny uh, to come in there and do that in fact none of the guys uh, charge us anything to come in there and do what they do uh, they do it out of the love of their heart and for the people of, of san antonio but it it takes them a lot of time to set up and get because they bring the whole thing they bring the drums it's not <laughs> excuse me it's not just a drum kit. It's not just a little sound system. They bring the whole thing, and they don't charge us a dime. And they went and played two more gigs. on. They played Thursday night, and then they set up at the radio station. They played two more gigs on Friday, and then, nice. of course, all weekend. So that's very nice of them to do that to help out the Jimenez family. So, Rick, you and the guys are just awesome, and thank you so much for doing that. So thank you, San Antonio. We love you. There's a reason I say that after every show. I love you, San Antonio, and that's why. You guys came together. So let's play a little bit of sound here from 60 minutes last night as the president was on with scott pelly who started out the thing it's it was a 13 minute and 42 second interview who started it out by being an apologist for the president by saying the president is so busy but he was able to carve out 15 minutes for us because he's so busy and and we must admit too that uh, when the president the President is very tired because he has all these wars going on, he's working so hard and tirelessly to run the country that when he does when he gets this tired, you will notice his eyes are a little squinty, and his stutter from when he was a child comes back. you know. The FEC ought to charge the Biden uh, re-election campaign for what Scott Pelley in 60 Minutes gave him last night because it was a 15-minute commercial for Biden re-election. The questions were wussy questions. Scott Pelley was an apologist for him. I just gave you a couple of instances, a couple of examples, but there were all kinds of examples. And, and, and again, the questions were just stupid. Uh, So let's run through uh, a couple of them. Number four here, the president talking about whether or not Israel should occupy Gaza.
1: I think it would be a big mistake. Look, what happened in Gaza, in my view, is Hamas and the extreme elements of Hamas don't represent all the Palestinian people. And uh, I think that uh, it would be a mistake uh, for Israel to occupy Cause again, we did, but to going in and taking out the uh, the extremist, the uh, Hezbollah is up north, but Hamas down south is a necessary requirement.
0: Good Lord, help us! That's the guy that has us involved in two major wars. Either one of those, maybe both of those, are about to evolve, devolve into world conflicts as Iran and China and Russia are now involved and talking about upping their involvement in the Middle East and the war that is going on there. Once again, they continue this lie, cut number five, Jimmy, they continue this lie about Iran being behind the war. They started this lie to cover their asses on the $6 billion that Joe gave them. But let me tell you what else this administration has done. Just like locally, you know, you hear me talk about the DAs here locally that uh, let criminals go, and what do you get? You more, you get more criminality on the streets, more crime on the streets when you do that. Well, Joe has been negotiating and and trading for hostages, hasn't he? So what did Hamas do? Hamas took 150 hostages because they know that Joe's going to come to them with a lot of money. And try to settle this deal and buy the freedom of those hostages. That's why you never negotiate with terrorists and you never negotiate for hostages. And here he is. No, we don't have any evidence that Iran's behind the war.
1: I don't want to get into classified information, but to be very blunt with you, there is no clear evidence of that.
0: At this point, no evidence that Iran is behind any of this.
1: Correct. Now, Iran constantly supports Hamas and Hezbollah. I don't mean that. But in terms of were they, did they have foreknowledge? Did they help plan the attack? They, 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 there's,
0: there's no evidence of that at this point. Bull crap. <laughs> They've admitted that Soleimani, before he was greased by Trump, Soleimani was up to his eyeballs in helping to plan this thing. It's just insanity what we're hearing out of this White House to cover for a terrorist organization. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that he's covering for a terrorist organization. It's just insanity. Quick break. Back in just a second. Trey Ware, KTSA.
4: Hey, Don Morgan here. want to talk to you a little bit about the hot summer months We've just experienced, and the damage that it may have done to your roof. Walton Roofing is standing by, waiting for your phone call to come over and do a free roof inspection. Now the intense summer heat, yeah, your roof has taken a pounding, and now we're starting to see some rain in the forecast. You don't want to be in a situation where you're in the middle of dinner with your family and rain starts coming through your ceiling. Walton Roofing is standing by. Two one zero two seven two roof. Give them a call, ask to see one of their experts, and do a free roof inspection. They'll have somebody there usually within 24 hours. And once they've done their inspection, they climb back down. If they've found any damage, they'll have some pictures to show you and tell you about your options. And if you need to file an insurance claim, you do that. Then Walton takes it from there. And then if you need some help with financing, they've got some terrific options for you right now. Call them today, Walton Roofing Company, 210. 210- 272 Roof. They've been building Texas tub roofs since 1961.
5: Uh, after a big dinner, my night. Anytime. Anytime. Everywhere.
0: Get the 550 KTSA morning news with Trey Ware. Wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Yeah, gonna be a nice, nice day today. Sunny and 75. You're waking up to a very comfy 51. Tomorrow, you're going to wake up in the 40s. In fact, if you're in the Hill Country right now, like in Kerrville, it's 45 in Kerrville right now. And throughout the Texas Hill Country, we have the chilly temperatures. You you remember... August, <laughs> hot and dry. Everybody thought this is going to be it for the rest of our life. It is going to warm up toward the end of the week. We're going to be back to 91 probably by Friday or so. But, you know, we're in that transition period where it's going to be up and down. And I'll take this. It's very nice. It's 51 right now at KTSA. So, again, the vote for the House Speaker is going to happen tomorrow is what they're telling us. And uh Kevin McCarthy, the just-passed House Speaker says that uh, Jim Jordan has the votes. Uh, Steve Scalise, who was the original choice of those in the conference, uh, but who uh, said no last Thursday. He didn't want it after all. Uh, He says that Jim Jordan is going to have the votes. The only one who hasn't said anything about Jim Jordan having the votes is Jim Jordan. (laughs) I hadn't heard anybody ask him (laughs) what he thought. And whether or not he thinks he's going to get this. Uh, J- Jim Jordan is the least politician politician that I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen a lot of politicians from empty suits to straight-out liars and thieves. And uh, this guy is the least of the politicians that I've ever seen, seriously. Uh, love his look, the way he rolls up his sleeve, doesn't wear a jacket, loosens a tie. He's a working man. But beyond just the look, it's—it's. It's, I, I don't believe that that's a show to him. I, I believe that when you see him dressed like that, that he is a working man. He believed in going to Congress and doing the work of the people. He wasn't going to Congress to uh you know, pad his bank account, advance his state in life. I, I really believe this. I you know, um I've done some study into Jim Jordan and he just seems like the real deal to me. Like like what you want a statesman to be. What you would hope that all of them would be, but you know, we clearly know that they're not, right? But uh, that he is there actually to work on behalf of the people. Uh, the only thing I said last week about him, you know, being the speaker, and I've, I've held to this ever since his name came up being speaker. Number one, I like him focused on being the attack dog and doing what he does now, and that is going after the corruption that's in DC. And it is far and wide and it is deep. Trump called it the swamp. I call it the sewer because it's worse than a swamp. Uh, I, I like him doing that and focusing on clearing that stuff out because we need somebody to do that. We need somebody that's going to focus on clearing out the, the, the sewer and cleaning it up. Um, and, and a speaker, as you well know, uh, the speaker's job is to raise money. They're a full-time fundraiser. That's how they get to be speaker. Whoever raises the most money for the, for the conference gets to be the speaker of the House. And I don't want Jim Jordan to, um, in any way, shape, form, or fashion, uh, have anything that's going to take his attention away from cleaning up the sewer, because the sewer needs to be cleaned up. And by focusing his attention on fundraising, like a speaker has to do, Uh, It bothers me thinking that he may not be as focused on on going after what's going on in the swamp. So, and maybe he can, you know, maybe he can walk and chew gum at the same time. And by that, I mean, maybe he can appoint some people that are going to be great fundraisers to do the fundraising stuff that has to be done um and, and let him focus on you know scheduling the the, the hearings and uh, and and the subpoenas and all those things that need to be done in order to to battle the corruption so looks like looks like he's going to be the next uh speaker of the house and like i said i i think he's a good guy i think he's a straight up uh man of the people uh i just don't want him to be taken off track from from what his real mission is and that is going after uh, the corruption in D.C. Phone lines are open at two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. So we've got the Middle East, of course, and the latest on that is that Israel has not moved into the Gaza yet. They have been using these very tactical strikes to take out the military of Hamas there, the military apparatus of Hamas, the terroristic apparatus of Hamas, if you will, in order for their ground troops, once they do decide to go into the Gaza Strip, that their, that their people can go in there. has also afforded the people in there a chance to get out and get away from where the fighting is going to be. Unlike the terrorists, Israel has actually notified people, this is where we're going. And we are going to go in there and decimate and destroy Hamas in these areas. You need to get out. So I don't want to hear any humanitarian crisis crying about Israel being a horrible uh, nation and all that kind of stuff. They have done everything they can to protect and defend innocent life in the Gaza Strip. It's time to take care of business. And uh, so we'll see when they begin to to roll forward with that. There was a story by Scott Huddleston in the Express News over the weekend I wanted to talk with you about this morning. And my phones are open at 210-599-5555. The headline, an Alamo program about the Mexican soldiers was set to go. Now it's being worked on. A couple of weeks ago i told you about this <coughs> that a few years ago when the mayor and i were still on speaking terms and he was doing his wednesday morning uh segment with me we were talking about the redesign of the alamo and all the stuff they were going to do at the alamo this was before they even started to turn dirt down there right and he made a comment on my show about that And it it was, and I'm paraphrasing here, okay, but it was to the effect that there was good people on both sides of this war, and that the Mexican soldiers needed to be honored. Because I had asked him, somebody had told me that they they were talking about erecting some statues to like Santana and the other Mexican soldiers in Alamo Plaza. And one thing you have to know about... Nirenberg and the Castros, he's controlled largely by the Castros and Cheryl Scully and Phil Hardberger. Those are the people that run his life and run, run the politics of the city behind the scenes. Uh, they're still controlling Eric Walsh and what's happening with, you know, how the city is run, so on and so forth. Very, very leftist organization that is behind the scenes, uh, kind of like Obama's pulling um, the strings of, of Biden. You've got the same thing happening here, right? And it's, it, his administration has, has been that. You know, he's, he's just an empty-suit politician that wants to go as far as he can go in, in Democrat socialist circles. So he basically sold his soul to to be the mayor a couple of times as a stepping stone to to, to what's next. But the Castros, actually, both of them, uh, they were raised at the knee of their mama, who is a virulent uh, left-wing, hate America, hate Texas, and hate the Alamo. And she even says that. In those words, when she stands in front of the Alamo, she says, I hate that place. And uh, I actually had Julian Castro on the air one day, and I asked him if he agreed with her on that. Oh, no, of course I don't agree with her on that. No, I do. I would never agree with... Well, yes, he does. And since that time, he has also said uh, similar things about hating the Alamo. And here's their here's their drive. Here's what they want to do. They want to blame... The folks that died at the Alamo, they want to blame them and say that the this is stolen land. I, I've had a number of, of people on that side of the, of the argument say that to me, that this is stolen land, and you're on stolen property, and this is actually Mexico, and blah, 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 so on and so forth. And uh, it's, it's, it's an idiotic argument. So I, I, got, I was contacted a couple of weeks ago by some folks who said, you're not going to believe what they're doing, but they're going to have this thing called Dia del Soldado. And they are going to honor the Mexican side of this at the Alamo. And I said, you think they are, huh? And they said, yeah, yeah, we know that, we know that this is a deal that's, that's going on. And I just wanted to make you aware of it. Well, I brought it up on the air, and within a day or so, it was gone. They said, ah, oh, we're not going to do this. So, so Scott Huddleston writes a piece in the Express News over the weekend, and and basically the way this appears to me and I'm going to uh, I got a couple of excerpts I'm going to pass along to you from this piece but the way this appears to me is number 1 in order to do this dia del soldado they did not work it right through the media, in other words, to soften the ground, if you will, and use the media, which is what they're doing now with the Express News, the far left-wing socialist paper of, of record around here. They are using the Express News in order to now uh, make it seem more palatable, if you will, to honor a, a, a murderous dictator named Santana. That's what he was. He was a murderous dictator. And they want him honored because what they want to do is slowly evolve the story and change the heroes of the Alamo from those who died at the Alamo defending freedom and fighting for freedom to the other side. They want the other side. I'm talking about the whole Castro, Nuremberg, that whole crowd. They want the other side to actually be the heroes and that you are on stolen land. I'm telling you, this is what they're working on. So from the piece, by the Express News, the Alamo recently scheduled Dia del Soldado upcoming events, its official website. It promised an interpretive program focusing on Mexican soldiers of 1836. Join us for an eventful day remembering the soldiers of the Mexican Army according to their calendar. And it was set for 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. October 21st. It's now been postponed and no new date has been set because they're waiting for the dust to settle and they're going to slide it in and do it on a the sly they always do. An Alamo spokesman said the contents of the program are still being determined and one of the Alamo volunteers speaking on the condition of anonymity to keep good relations with the Alamo <laughs> okay, said the event would have included demonstrations 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 of a Mexican army camp, musket firing, and military drills. Quote, we have been told that we can't have a day dedicated to educating the public about the Mexican soldier because other soldiers wouldn't be represented. In other words, they were going to build up the Mexican soldiers and not honor the dead of the Alamo. And this so called anonymous Alamo volunteer says the Alamo has a duty to inform the public about the Mexican army. The Alamo communications director, Jonathan Huns, said Dia del Sadado was postponed because of a scheduling conflict, but will be rescheduled. I guarantee I'll know when it's going to be rescheduled, and I'll tell you, okay? But further on in the piece, again, keep in mind the piece is meant to soften the terra firma, to make it nicer and and more palatable, to praise the Mexican army and uh, and to honor and deify Santana. Providing the Mexican perspective on the 1836 battle is included in the nine-page vision and guiding principles document drafted by a citizens committee in 2014 to outline goals for the ongoing $500 million makeover of the mission and battle site. And keep in mind, what they wanted to do was to take apart the cenotaph, and they wanted to hang the panels on a fence over by uh, the hotel that 's what they, that was the original plan for the cenotaph. They were going to destroy it and hang certain panels off of it over by the Minger hotel. Back to the piece in the express. The vision document says the Alamo will present the point of view of Mexico. Excuse me, and what the revolution in battles meant for the Mexican perspective, and make the point that Mexicans believe Texas and other territories are stolen. That was the plan for this Dia del Soldado, and that is the plan for this Dia del Soldado. So let me just open up the phone lines two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Are you cool? san antonio are you cool with honoring the mexican soldiers and a statue to santana being built on the alamo grounds and are you cool with it changing the story from the battle of the heroes of the alamo to this is stolen land and you are on stolen land are you cool with that 210-599-5555 Trey Ware ktsa Hi, I'm Shane Rouse.
5: With Trey Ware, a peer courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline.
0: All right, Jimmy, it's 5.55 at KTSA. Let's go to the phones. I want to start with Lee on line one. We're talking about the Alamo and this uh, this thing they want to do down there to honor the Mexican troops in Santana. Lee, good morning. You're on KTSA.
5: Hey, good morning, uh, Trey. Every morning I listen to you and for a trumpet. But uh, on this Alamo thing, and i got to, you know, uh, on the other side, there everything uh what we remove the uh confederate uh statue out of Travis Park? If we wanted to look at you know
0: both sides. Well, and and thank you for the call, Lee. The the, uh, the the statue, I talked to some, some ladies that were from the Daughter of the Confederacy who own, actually own that statue. And the statue's been damaged beyond repair. And they won't ever, uh, Nirenberg promised I'm going to put it back up somewhere that's more appropriate. He's a he's a liar, okay? If he's talking, he's lying. Let's go to line two. Vern, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning, Vern.
5: Thank you. Um, I just wanted to know. My my dad is buried in, in Fort Saint Houston Cemetery. They're gonna have to. I'm not gonna dig him up and move him. Uh, you know, I mean, really. So,
0: well, they're they they are being ridiculous. Look, here's the deal. Thanks for the call, Vern. They they don't like the Alamo. They have said, we hate the Alamo, and they want to change the story of the Alamo. And they tried to change the story of the Alamo, and they weren't ready. They didn't use the media correctly to soften the ground. And so now they're using the media to soften the ground so they can come back with this thing and change the story to the Mexicans are the real heroes, and you are a thief, are the people who stood at the Alamo, who died at the Alamo, are thieves. Line three, Fred, you're on KTSA with Traeger. Right ahead, sir.
6: Uh, The United States holds a perfect deed for all the territory won after the Mexican War. The Mexican government tried to settle just free and say, uh, let's just uh, get along. And President Polk said, nothing doing. I'm going to pay you $15 million, and you're going to write us a deed for all the territory that we uh, gained in the uh, Mexican
0: War. Uh, thank you, Fred, for the call. Not only that, but we kicked our butts. So, I mean, you know, that's the spoils of war. This is the property of the United States. And if you, listen, if you want to live in Mexico that badly, drive three hours to the south. You can have all that you want. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. America's diamond offers our five
6: years, 60... 60- a, a ...country until they did that. And then, uh-huh. so, the, if you go by their, log, the, by their logic, did they steal that land from Spain? They did is is that Spanish land. And that's why we speak Spanish. So Uh and then it was only a few years that Mexico had its independence before, um, you know, Texas and and, and the United States established the Treaty of Hidalgo. So no Uh land was ever stolen. It was done through a treaty.
0: Right. Well, and, and now here's the thing, and thank you very much. I, I appreciate the call, Jim. I, Rodney, I'm coming to you, and it's 620. Dr. Jeffrey Adicott is going to join us at 620, and we're going to talk about the Middle East and the situation over there. Just to get you up to speed before I come to Rodney's call, the Alamo program, Dia del Soldado, I told you about a couple of weeks ago, they have put it on hold, and uh, they have not announced a new date to do it. They There was a piece in the paper over the weekend about how it's been put on hold indefinitely and the ideas to honor the Mexican troops. And we're we still, you know, the Texicans stole this land. The defenders of the Alamo stole this land. You're on stolen property and a bunch of horse hockey, as we like to say in Texas, because it's simply not true. Uh, And and it's the same same thing about us stealing the land from the Native Americans and so on. Now, I'll be the first to tell you that in many ways the Native Americans were not treated right. But when there is a war that is declared on either side, whoever wins that war typically ends up with that land and that property. And there was a war that was declared here in Texas, and it began at the Alamo. And uh, they got beat at the Alamo, as you well know the story. But then when the, when the war moved off to the east, guess what? Uh, the freedom fighters, they won. And they won the Texas Revolution, and Mexico lost the Texas Revolution. And Santana was another one of those murderous dictators who does not deserve to be honored, nor do the Mexican uh, troops. Uh, they were as bad as any terrorist organization you would find. Oh, yeah, they wore uniforms and they had nice guns and all those kind of things and they went in battalions and all that kind of stuff. But the way they treated the defenders of the Alamo with the torture before they killed them, murdered them in cold blood, uh, is, is just completely, uh, out of line. And, and yes, uh, they stole this. If you want to use stolen land, they stole this land from Spain. So, yeah, uh, that's a real good point. How far back do you want to go? Let's go to line four. And, Rodney, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning.
6: Trey, I have two bones on the center What they fail to always talk about when it comes to the history is the Impesarios. Yeah, the right. were, yes, the impresarios were the ones that were granted by the Mexican government to bring in Americans to settle parts of Texas because the Native Americans kept pushing the Mexican government and the army and their people back on the other side of the Rio Grande.
0: That's right. That's that correct. That
6: is it. That's the whole thing. Like I said, I got two names on the Senate My great-great-uncle, Samuel James McCullough, Jr., first to shed blood for the Texas Revolution. I know my Texas history. I am
2: a Texican. My
6: family pledged loyalty to Mexico before Santa Ana came along and changed the deal.
0: That's that's what he did. That's a, you got it right, and 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 people were fine in Texas with Santana until he changed the entire story and became a murderous dictator of the people here, torturing and killing people in Texas. So he just des- wow. he deserved he deserved to be killed by Sam Houston. He deserved it, and Sam Houston cut him uh, uh, an incredible amount of grace, and he lived well into I think he was eighty two in eighteen seventy six when he died because. Mm-hmm because the people of texas gave him a break that he did not deserve and you're absolutely right yeah. the comanches and the apaches and were pushing the, the mexicans York. that's right that's right the comanches and the and the and the apaches were pushing the mexicans back into mexico and that's where the real battle had had been you're absolutely right about that rodney and they the impresarios were here defending them against the comanche and the, and the apache you're at you're 100 percent right you are absolutely yes. on it. I appreciate the call, Rodney. Thank you. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk with Dr. Jeffrey Atticott, who is my friend and the author of Radical Islam, Why. We're going to talk about what, uh, what's going on in Israel right now. He knows terrorism and that part of the world better than you know most of the people that I can name. And he understands what's happening over there, not only... From the terrorists, uh, you know, side of this and, and what to understand about the terrorists, but Dr. Atticott also understands from a military perspective. He was a JAG officer and a colonel in the Army, and he understands from a military perspective what lies ahead for Israel as they begin to fight for their uh, for their people uh, to to make sure that they are safe. You're hearing all kinds of stuff. The president was on 60 Minutes last night talking about a two-state solution and Israel doesn't need to occupy Gaza. And um, i, I got to tell you, we hear all this, and the official position of the United States is two-state solution and all that. There cannot be a two-state solution when the other side wants you dead. <laughs> okay, that's an impossibility. If the other side wants you actually dead, eradicated from planet Earth, as the Palestinians do, there is no two-state solution that can happen. And the Palestinians support Hamas. They give Hamas aid and comfort. Uh, The Palestinians want Jews dead, as did Hitler in the 1930s. That's what Palestinians want. They do not want Jews to live on planet Earth anymore. Palestinians. I'm not talking about Hamas. We know what Hamas is about. Hamas is the radical arm of the Palestinians. The Palestinians do not want to live with the Jews. Now, there are Arabs who live in that area who do believe in living peacefully alongside the Jews, the Israelis. They do. There are some that actually do live peacefully with them. But when you're talking about the PLA, the Palestinian Liberation Authority, you're talking about A group that is dedicated to the death and destruction of all Jews. You can't have a two-state solution with that. It's an impossibility. Arabs are welcome to live in Israel, and many do peacefully coexist with Israelis inside of Israel. There's your two-state solution. The Gaza Strip and the West Bank was all set up in order to be able to use them as launching pads to attack Israel to kill Jews and it's time it come to an end as far as I'm concerned. Dr. Jeffrey Atticott coming up next. Trey Ware, KTSA. Well,
4: Paul is here, but the summer heat doesn't seem to be in any hurry to leave the area. Hey, it's Don Morgan. Want to talk to you a little bit about Woods Comfort Systems, where the heat is on, definitely. Now, your air conditioning system in your home has had quite a workout in the last several months. Might be time to look into getting a new system, a new energy-efficient AC system for your home. And Woods Comfort Systems got some great deals going on this month. They include up to 3700 in rebates and tax credits. They're also going to throw in a free smart thermostat. There's a free 12-year parts and labor warranty and a free Merv 11 media filter. And that's not all. They're tossing in a free Solaris indoor air quality package as well. Now, this is a special that's not going to last for long. So if you want to get in on it, call them today and get up to $3,700 in rebates and tax credits, a free smart thermostat, free 12-year parts and labor warranty, and a free Merv 11 media filter, plus a free Solaris indoor air quality package. Get in touch with them today. Woods Comfort Systems, 512-842-5066. 512 842 5066 or visit woods comfort
0: it is a gorgeous morning. ktsa
5: and fm 1071 on facebook twitter and online at ktsa.com
0: good friend of mine and a guy who knows the islamic battle the radical islam uh... in a tremendous way and knows what the world faces with radical islam he wrote the book radical islam why Uh, He was a JAG officer and is a tremendous uh, teacher and uh, professor, but also doctor. And it's uh, Jeffrey Atticott joining me now on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline to talk about what's going on with Israel and Hamas this morning. And, Jeff, it's good to have you back on the show. I missed you.
6: Hey, Trey. Thanks for having me on.
0: You bet. Let's talk a little bit about this situation. Um, We're now beginning to hear from the media. And from the president and from other Democrats that it's time that Israel maybe slow their roll, Uh, you know, we're going to have a bunch of innocent people who are going to die in this, and we need a two-state solution, so... I I said last week, last Monday, we were three days into it by then, and I said it's not going to take long before the media and the Democrats change the the narrative on this and try to isolate Israel and turn Israel into the bad guys, and we're watching it happen right now. What is your take on what's happening there?
6: Well, absolutely. I mean, it it started before the uh, the smoke was even cleared uh, with riots in this country or demonstrations uh, in support of the Palestinians with no... Frame of reference for what's really going on. Um, you know, I'm like like a lot of individuals. I believe in a two-state solution, but why does it have to be that little strip of land at Gaza and on the West Bank? Uh, Jordan, Egypt are gigantic countries. Um, you know, they really believed in in peace and and settling these issues. They would give them or see them large chunks of land, and there's your Palestinian state uh, somewhere removed from the borders of of Israel. But uh, you know they don't want that. As we know, the Gaza Strip used to be Egypt, and the Egyptians, of course, they bear a responsibility more than anybody else to open up that border and let those individuals come through, um, uh, because there's no way that these individuals, the Palestinians, should refugees should you know come into the United States. That's another cry you hear: is Oh, let's bring them in the United States. Uh, That's insanity. Because uh, these individuals are raised in what I call Hitler youth camps uh, from from birth. They're taught to hate, 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 kill Jews, and uh, that mindset is is you know not just in the young males, it's in the females, it's in the old folks, it's, in, it's everywhere. It's a disease that has to be eradicated uh you know from the mentality of these people, and the Israelis have to do what they have to do in 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 order to protect themselves, and that's what we're seeing here.
0: Dr. Jeffrey Atticott joining me here on KTSH 622. Let's talk about that for a minute. Let's let's expand on that a little bit because this is an important point. Um, I I fully believe, I think history bears this out, that the Palestinians were placed in in the Gaza Strip. You also have the West Bank with with Islamic Jihad. You have Hezbollah to the north. They were placed there not to get along and come up with a two-state solution. They were placed there specifically by those Arab countries to overthrow Israel. Israel. That is the purpose for their existence. There are plenty, and I've been there many times, there are plenty of Arabs who peacefully coexist in Israel with uh, Israeli Jews. But their mission, when you're talking about the Palestinian Liberation Authority, who used to be the PLO, and you're talking about Hamas, their job from those Arab nations who placed them there is to destroy the nation of Israel and kill all the Jews. And we can't have that. You can't have a two state solution with people who want you dead. That's an impossibility. So you're absolutely right. If they want to, a two state solution, they can put them in Jordan, which Jordan says we don't want them. They can put them in Syria. Syria says we don't want them. They can put them in Lebanon. Lebanon. says we don't want them and the same thing with egypt so the purpose of them being there is to crowd out the jews and eventually kill the jews as as was the hitler solution the hitlerian solution of of the 1930s and i don't you know when 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 you look at this and i wanted to ask you about this because you've got an excellent military background as well this leads back to iran i mean it's very clear iran's hands and money and our money are all over this thing would you
6: agree Oh, there's no doubt about it. There's no question about it. When the administration says, you know, you see how they parse words. Well, there's no direct evidence, you know, Uh, and that's what they say. But the indirect evidence, there is direct evidence, first of all, and the indirect evidence is overwhelming and just the naivete. And I'll just use that as a nice word of the Obama administration, the Biden administration to try to deal with a murderous state sponsor of terrorism to cut a deal with them on anything from ice cream cones to whatever it is, you know, the nuclear deal, it's its just absolutely absurd. Uh, you do not provide money, uh, you know, to a terrorist state and expect them to act in a civilized behavior. And it's just, it's like Chamberlain going to Adolf Hitler and say, oh, I've, I've cut a deal with, you know, with, with the Fuhrer. Uh, you cannot cut a deal with these people. That's what the Israelis had hoped for for many, many years. That's why they left Gaza. Let's cut a deal. Well, let's be rational. We'll pull every single, you know, Israeli out of Gaza. You can have your self governing authority there. And, and no, that's not enough. They want to kill you. And that's the bottom line. You cannot negotiate with a, uh, with a, with the other side when their position is, I want to kill you. That doesn't leave you with a counter offer except to defend yourself. And that's what the Israelis are doing right now.
0: Dr. Jeffrey Atticott is my guest, 625 at KTSA. I want to play cut number one for you. Uh, Jimmy, I want to play cut number one for the doctor. Uh, This is Joe Biden in an interview over the weekend, and I hope that his words don't come back to bite us in the rear. Listen to this.
1: We're the United States of America, for God's sake. The most powerful nation in the history, not in the world, in the history of the world, the history of the world. We can take care of both of these and still maintain our overall international defense. We have the capacity to do this and we have an obligation to. We are the essential nation, to, 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 to Paris the former Secretary of State. And if we don't, who does?
0: He was asked by Scott Pelley on 60 Minutes last night, uh, can we handle these all these conflicts that we are in now? Now that China is now working with Saudi Arabia and they're going to do joint military exercises, now that you have Russia working with Iran, do you, do you have concerns that we are moving quickly toward
6: World War III and we are stretched extremely thin? Yes. I mean, the way you project power is by deterrence, not by actually going to war in two parts of the world at the same time. That's what Donald Trump was uh, an expert at. You know, you deter the enemy from engaging in uh, aggressive behavior. Uh, No, we we are in a much worse state now than we have been, uh, you know, for the last 10 years. Uh, You know, uh, the military was in a dilapidated state when President Trump came into office. As you recall, he used, uh, you know, used his power and influence to get the Congress to allocate more funds. But now we've been stripped again. Um, you know, so it's this president does not understand, uh, you know, what it takes to project deterrence, because every time he involves himself in something, it goes the other way. Afghanistan, uh, Ukraine. And now what we're seeing in in, you know, Israel, uh, if you've got American hostages, you need to do more than simply wring your hands and send some battleships. You need to send some of our special operators into that area to try to rescue them, And he's not been willing to do that.
0: Well, and that's largely why we ended up in this situation, negotiating for hostages the way he has, and look what happens. The more you negotiate for hostages, the more hostages get taken. Dr. Jeffrey Atticott, as always, I appreciate your time coming on the show and, and lending your expertise to us. I'll speak with you again very soon, sir. Thanks, Trey. 628 now at KTSA, coming up at 635, the Ring of Fire. We're going to talk a little bit about that and take more of your calls, 210-599-5555. Quick word from my friends over at Amogee Bank. That's my bank. That's where I prefer to do my banking is Amogee Bank. Why? Because they understand families. They know families. They know the needs of families. They know how to take care of families better than any bank I've ever seen. And so with that experience and that knowledge of how to take care of families, you'll be on the right track. Your family will be on the right track when you're dealing with with Amegy Bank. Your personal family business, whether it's a mortgage that you need, a car loan that you need, it's a home uh, remodeling loan that you need or whatever, or if you're considering a family-run business, there's nothing on planet Earth more rewarding than it being in a family-run business, but it's also very challenging. It can be very tough as well, and your friends over at Amogee can help you with all that, and certainly with the financing that you need to make it all happen. They have more than $12 billion in assets, so they can work closely with you to make sure you're taken care of. For your personal family business, and your family-run business business. It's Amogee Bank at com. Amogee Bank, Amogee N-A, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hi, Danny Bose here from Southwest Metal Roofing Systems. Just a second about the Ring of Fire, because I have to admit something to both of you. Um, I totally geeked out on Saturday. Oh. I, was, I was a geek, man. I totally stood in the front yard. I was like,
2: oh, my God, look at that. This is so cool. My How friends, about you guys? My friends had watching parties with telescopes and filters oh, cool. and, Cool. So you got to see really cool pictures. I just looked through it through the tree leaves, like I told you about, and I was like, I don't know why that happens. But you just yeah. look down at the concrete, and you can see the eclipse through the tree leaves. I Well, I, don't I saw know.
0: pictures. People were posting pictures on Facebook and stuff of, a, of it being on their jackets. And they would take a picture of their jacket because oh, it would okay. filter through all uh, the tree leaves, I guess. On the, and we, Yeah, think they could see a, the thing on their jacket. How about you, Elaine? Did you geek out?
3: Um, sort of. We were downtown going for a ride, uh. and, and I saw a couple of uh, night creatures that you said would come out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they weren't the four legged kind. No, they were four I told Ralph, "There you go, Trace it. Some <laughs> night creatures would come out after three minutes."
2: Well, it was weird. There was no birds flying. Yeah, that eclipse. was weird. I noticed that, that there was no birds flying. I didn't. See, I saw one squirrel moving. But other than right. that, no wildlife, no noises during that, yeah. what was it like, six minutes, 12 minutes yeah. of eclipse? I think, yeah, six well, minutes. But, yeah, okay.
3: No, yeah, it was like 1152
0: to 1156 or something like that. But you know what happened to us? It started to get cool and dark inside the house at about 1130. So I told Nancy, we had the glasses and you know, I said, let's go stand out front and watch this thing and you, you could definitely feel it cool off and, and I, I think it dropped like four degrees officially. Uh, and then you're right, Jimmy, there was no birds and we have a lot of birds yeah. around our house. We Feed birds. And, yeah, nobody was flying. It was crazy.
2: So I made a joke on Facebook. Are we going to see matching Christmas pajamas and solar eclipse glasses in <laughs> December? All the families. <laughs> you, lord, you, I hope you, not. you, you. Well, you jump. It's going to happen. It's coming back. Oh my lord! Ap- April eighth <laughs> of next year.
3: There's going to be another pants one. for the dog and some onesies yeah. for So for the
2: cat. April eighth, um, my folks and I yep. talked about it. We're going to. We have a huge ten uh, inch mirror telescope that stands about six feet tall. And, oh cool! Uh, so we're going to do a April eighth. We're going to do a watching party with some friends and family and sit out in the front yard, and go straight for the big, dark one. That's cool. Yeah, that's,
0: that's, it's going to be a total eclipse on April 8th at a, a 1.30. Instead of the ring of fire, it's going to be completely blacked out, or so they, so they tell us. And, and will see I, I more took...
2: night creatures, Elaine?
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was telling Ralph Saturday morning, because I felt like crap, you know, because I was sore and everything from Friday. Uh-huh. I, I right. told him I've never been to Woodlawn Lake. Let's go for a walk. And he was like, "You've never been to Woodlawn Lake, you don't wow. want to walk there either." <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So we went over there, and I was like, "Yeah, there's some night creatures out."
2: <laughs> when I was a kid, well, I- my grandmother, I said, "I want to go to the lake," and she was like, "No, you don't, Mijo."
3: <laughs> it's actually I've been really
0: over pretty. there and. I haven't been over there forever, but yeah, it's a very pretty area, very very nice park. They have fireworks there for the Fourth of July and all that kind of stuff. But I guess with all the night creatures that we have imported over the last couple of years, (laughs) and I I know downtown's that way. I I, I've been downtown, and I and unless I unless I just absolutely positively have to go downtown, I just don't anymore. And that's a shame because I used to love. I used to go downtown two or three times a month just to spend the night and go to all the places on the Riverwalk, and I won't do that anymore. You can't pay me enough to go down there.
3: Used to love go walking. the Pearl. Yes. Mighty
2: yes. more. Yeah, yeah, the only place I'll go still is Southtown. That seems, yes, to, it hasn't been affected as much yeah. yet. It'll happen, right. but I'll still go down there.
0: Well, I was. Uh, we we took our picture together of us looking at the sun, and uh, I put that up as our as our anniversary picture because it was our fortieth anniversary yesterday. We've made forty trips around the Nancy, and I have made forty trips around the sun together, and so it had our the picture on on social media is the two of us looking up at the sun with our eclipse glasses on, going another trip around the sun. So. <laughs> We're just going to do them all together. That's our plan. We're going to do all, uh, as, many, as, as many sons as we have, we're going to do uh, all those trips. Okay, one more thing for you guys. Uh, Suzanne Summers passing away over the weekend. Um, breast cancer came back. She fought breast cancer for 23 years. She also had skin cancer uh, during all that, too, uh, and fought it off very, very you know, very uh, vociferously. But this time, today, by the way, is her 77th birthday. She was one day shy of her 77th birthday. We all know her as Chrissy Snow, but you know where she made all her money was Thighmaster. She yes. she yeah. made three hundred million dollars off of Thighmaster. Wow.
2: She was the first original. This wow. was before George Foreman. This is she was, I think, the first celebrity to make that kind of money off of a product that they endorsed.
3: That's what I can't, I think, of, as I can't Snow. think of
2: anyone else before her. And Foreman was afterwards with his and he made a lot of money, but she yeah. was killing it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And then came along Chuck Norris with the Total Gym, right? Chuck Norris and Christy Brinkley, but that was way, way, way after Suzanne Somers. I way mean, after. we
2: had SNL skits making fun of Five Masters. It was a a little yeah. a joke, and everyone was like, oh, "Okay, I get it." But she yeah. she did very well. Multiple she wrote, TV I think shows. Like
3: twenty seven books. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. On marriage yeah.
3: and staying together, and
2: yeah.
0: Well, in fact, she and her husband have been together for, for many, many years, and he wrote this beautiful letter to her and gave it to her the day before she died. And it is so, so beautiful. I've, I've got a copy of it here. It's too lengthy to actually read on the radio, but you can look it up. It is gorgeous. It's poetry and everything else. It's uh, Alan's love letter to Suzanne Summers. All right, uh, taking a quick break. Coming right back, uh, 210-599-5555, 599 uh we're going to talk more about what's happening at our southern border and how it relates to what's happening in israel with hamas and all that right now talk a little bit more about the alamo and them trying to change the story of the alamo and joe biden is threatening banks over illegal aliens i can't wait to tell u.s banks over illegal aliens. I can't wait to tell you about that. That's coming right up. But first, I love talking about my friends over at FM 78 Auto Center. FM 78 Auto Center. When Nancy and I bought the car for our uh, granddaughter, uh, we immediately, before we bought it, before we signed the papers and made the deal, took it over to FM 78 Auto Center and asked them to go through it, top to bottom, side to side, to make sure it's all good. And uh, it was. And there was a couple of things. There was one part that needed to be replaced, and then I wanted the windows tinted really nicely. And they replaced that part, and they tinted the windows. And they went over it with a fine tooth cone to make sure that it was going to operate safely for her and I'm proud to report to you we're now several months into that project and it's doing its thing. It's it's getting her to and from school and everywhere else she wants to go and we're very, very happy with the work that they did over at FM78 Auto Center. They'll do it for you too. When you take your car, truck, van, whatever to FM78 Auto Center, they, they, they will make sure that you get quality repairs and the best prices from oil changes to complete engine overhauls and all that. They do it there and they do it with a smile, with the best parts too. Napa, O'Reilly, dealer-certified parts with a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty. And when you get your car back from FM78 Auto Center, it's cleaner than when you took it in because they clean it all up for you. Really good folks doing a wonderful job with certified technicians over there, FM78 Auto Center. They are in Converse on FM78 right across from the Walmart. The only place I recommend for hardwood flooring. years now. One of the more, more frustrating parts of it <coughs> is everybody listens with what Well, a lot of people listen with with every with full attention. I expect everybody to be listening with kind of half attention or even less than that because you got a, a million other things you're trying to do, especially this time of day. You're trying to get your day rolling and all that kind of stuff. But uh, you know what? What happens is people only hear what they want to hear, and then they run off half cocked, you know. And so I just got an email. What are you talking about? There was only some shade. There was no darkness. I never said there was darkness. What I said was it got darker inside my house, and, in fact, it got really dark inside my house when the thing hit. Uh, I can have some clouds move over atop of us and block the sun, and it gets dark inside my house, and that's exactly what happened Saturday morning. But, hey, I appreciate you sending me an email anytime you feel like doing so, even if you are half-cocked. <laughs> Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Oh well that's the way it goes. Let's go to Carl. Carl uh Carl Eggers from Creating CreatingRicherLives.com, dot com, Creating dot com with the latest on the markets
5: and what we can expect this week. And what's going on, Carl? You kind of had your President Trump voice going for a minute. You started kind of going into the little whisper and <laughs> well I got to crudge. I got to crudge, so I'm whispering too. But anyway, no. what's going I on? Got the Well, we we have you know you and I talked this week, and obviously the knee jerk reaction after the attacks was oil up, stocks down. One of those stayed. Uh, Oil oil was up last week, not not a surprise, and will probably stay elevated as we've been discussing. Stocks though actually turned around and, and finished up, and for for the week, and it was a little surprising. And I think you know kind of my point to listeners this morning is, you know, there's certain things we know. There's certain things that happen typically. But we need to be careful about overreacting in either direction. And so I would continue to to tell people, take a balanced approach. I think it's the markets have a funny way of doing stuff you don't think. And one reason I believe they did did improve last week was that interest rates actually went down. People sought safe havens. When there's war going on and there's a threat of war all over the world, people tend to flock to our U.S. Treasury bonds. And interest rates actually came down, and that led to people saying – oh, great, if interest rates come down, maybe I should be buying stocks. And so the market actually held in there last week. But we're still seeing things like excess savings going away. In fact, the U.S. is one of the worst in the in the world right now of burning through the ex- excess pandemic savings. Um, so we're seeing that. We saw another bankruptcy, Rite Aid, filed for bankruptcy. Um, so we're seeing more corporations file for bankruptcy. So we still have a lot of things to deal with. I would just tell people to continue to take a balanced approach. It wouldn't shock me to see the market actually hanging here do okay the rest of the year, uh, given that again right now the the fed's probably going to to put things on pause and that's that's what Wall Street's been waiting for is for them to end their fed tightening cycle
0: Carl historically, when we get into a uh into a war and now we're going to have two wars, and because of what uh Iran and um uh, Saudi Arabia and now China get involved doing military exercises with China, with uh, Saudi Arabia. This could take a really negative turn very quickly, depending on how these guys manage all of this. Historically, what happens to the market when there is a, a major war, much less two big wars going on on planet Earth at the same time?
5: Yeah, it depends. I mean, you know, longer wars have actually improved the economy because it starts to get, it starts to get us building our defense back up, which we don't really see that anytime soon. But initially, yeah, people obviously are going to, to be nervous about buying stocks, but they tend to buy bonds. And so again, for those people that have had bonds really hurting them the last three years, because interest rates are going up, they actually would start going down. And then oil is a big thing. I mean, that, that affects all of us. And so, you know, again, it depends on the duration of the war, how much we're involved, et cetera.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, we're, we'll, of course, stay on top of it. Thank you, Carl. Appreciate it. That's Carl Eggers, dot com. You can follow him over there, and they'll keep you up to date on what's going on with our with our stock market, of course. So an oh, overwhelming majority of Americans think the United States is trending downhill. What do you think about that? This is, according to the Associated Press, they did a poll, 78% of U.S. adults believe our country is headed in the wrong direction overall, not just, not just typically when that's asked, what do you think about the president and where we are with the president and all those kind of things. No, Uh, in in this poll, he has a 61% net disapproval rating overall, now that's, not broken down by economy he's terrible his ratings are terrible in the economy so on but that's just overall he has a 61 percent net disapproval rating this marks the most negative sentiment about the country's direction since may when it was at 75 percent of americans who thought our country is trending downhill, even to the point where some are starting to say the country may be headed toward being done. Um, and I'm, I'm curious if you're optimistic or hopeful about our country for the long haul. So we're going to talk about that during Warren Rima and Sean's on vacation. Uh, the Biden regime is threatening the banks that are refusing to give credit and loans to illegal aliens. We had the story on Thursday. We didn't get to talk about it much on Friday because of the Jimenez Radiothon, but uh, Biden is now looking to give some 10 million illegal aliens in the country, not only free health care and free money, but free homes and free loans. So he's now, through the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, sending out letters to banks, if you don't give illegal aliens loans, you're in violation of the federal laws. So we'll talk more about that coming up. And, of course, this whole move to change the story of the Alamo and flip the script on the Alamo. I'll take more of your calls coming up next, Trey Ware, KTSA.
5: The Ramsey Reality Check is brought to you by Steve.